Kenya coffee farmers set for a windfall. Kenyan coffee is regarded as some of the best in the world, so coffee lovers will be pleased to learn that certain regions saw record yields from 2020 to 2021. Additionally, coffee quality has improved as a result of equipment upgrades, and farmers have gotten higher rewards for their efforts. According to Standard Media, coffee farmers in the Mount Kenya region are expecting a financial windfall, thanks to improved product quality and direct sales in the international market. Officials from several cooperatives said good grades, increased direct sales overseas, increased production, and reduced operational costs have favored farmers, who will now receive better earnings. Peter Matenge, the Charter Factory Chairman, said 1,500 farmers produced most of AA, AB, BB and C grade coffee, which are considered mostly for export, the acquisition of more efficient pulping machines helped improve the quality of parchment, which in turn improved the quality of the coffee. Additionally, the new machines process the coffee more gently, avoiding breaking or nibbling the beans during pulping, ensuring better bean quality that can fetch higher prices. Mathenge said, for the last two years, we have managed to pay our farmers over 100 shillings per kilo, owing to improved quality and enhanced access to markets through direct sales. Whereas last year, the highest payment rate in the factory was 106 Kenyan shillings per kilo, this year it was 120 shillings, the highest in the Nairi region. Key and the factory has seen the same trend, where over 1,200 farmers secured 85% premium grades. The factory saw a successful year due to favorable weather conditions as it produced 609,669 kilograms of coffee in the 2020-2021 season compared to 329,671 kilograms in the previous season. Likewise, earnings have risen twofold, from 30 million shillings to 66 million shillings. Rates of another society, Thiriku, have risen to 110 shillings from 100 shillings last season. The company has also secured a five-year agreement with Traboka, a Dutch importer. The Kenyan government continues to help its farmers by subsidizing fertilizer, thereby supporting the production of coffee plants. Additionally, Kenyan EcoBank has set aside 1 billion shillings to support coffee, tea, and the dairy sector in Nairi County and the greater empty Kenya region. The bank is committed to providing farmers with credits, which will enable them to buy farming equipment and build infrastructure, such as storage facilities. Nespresso achieves B Corp certification. Nespresso has recently announced it has passed B Lab evaluation and achieved B Corp certification. In attaining this, the company has joined the movement with more than 4,900 companies around the world and vowed to operate inclusively, equitably, and regeneratively. The CEO of Nespresso, Guillaume LeConf, said, B Corp certification reflects a 30-year Nespresso commitment to sustainability, transparency, and responsible business. We are immensely proud to be joining a community of like minds, who share our belief that profit and purpose go hand in hand. This certification brings added value for our customers and affirms to Nespresso fans that their favorite coffee brand is doing business the right way.
Managing Director of Nespresso UK, Guillaume Chesneau, is also very proud of the company's latest achievement, stating that Nespresso has shown, it can have a meaningful impact on society's biggest challenges when we work together. Becoming a B Corp, is an incredibly proud moment for us, and for all Nespresso colleagues around the world. As a member of the B Corp community, we're excited about what we can achieve in the future, working alongside other purpose-driven organizations to accelerate positive change through the B Corp movement. The company has worked on making a positive impact on the coffee industry since its inception. Its unique sourcing program, Nespresso AAA Sustainable Quality, was developed in partnership with the Rainforest Alliance, a non-governmental organization that fights climate change. It's also a fair trade strategic partner, and the company has recycling schemes in place for its aluminium capsules, although this has been subject to criticism on how widely they are recycled in practice. Nespresso will add the B Corp logo to its products to spread the word about the movement and, it says, it wants to educate consumers to enable them to make more sustainable choices when purchasing. Since its establishment in 1986, Nespresso has been a leader in European portioned coffee. B Corp certification will help the company establish their sustainability credentials which are increasingly important to consumers. B Corp certification is bestowed upon businesses with high standards of verified performance, accountability, and transparency on factors, from employee benefits and charitable giving, to supply chain practices and input materials. In order to achieve the certification, a company must score above 80 on a scale of 200 points, Nespresso achieved 84. The Rise of Coffee Nations at Expos March and April have seen a number of coffee expos and festivals take place. Producers, importers, roasters, and equipment manufacturers have had the opportunity to demonstrate their skills and products in various locations around the globe. It's also an opportunity for producing countries to present their coffees and find new partners. Hence, it's not uncommon to find several national stands at these events. Recently, Indonesia has been successful in finding new clients for its coffee and has even ranked among the top 10 places to drink coffee at Expo 2020 Dubai. Brazil is another country intent on showcasing the best it has to offer. It has attended several events, including the Helsinki Coffee Festival, the biggest coffee event in the Nordic regions. Finland currently has the second-highest per capita consumption of coffee in the world, which makes the country a target destination for such festivals. Enrique Cambrea, the president of Brazilian Specialty Coffee Association, BSCA, notes. The region as a whole stands out in consumption and imports, which makes our presence at the Helsinki Coffee Festival essential, where we could show all the quality, sustainability, and availability in quantity of Brazilian coffees to this important market, aiming to add value and expand business. Brazil is also preparing a documentary on the presence of Brazilian coffee in Finland. At the recent Specialty Coffee Expo in Boston, Brazil has been successful in securing deals with new clients. According to the BSCA, Brazilian attendees made contact with 521 new potential clients. This resulted in 15.5 million US dollars in business deals at the fair and the projection for closing a further 131.1 million US dollar over the next 12 months. Brazilian attendance at the festivals is in part the result of a wider project, called, Brazil. 
The Coffee Nation, developed by BSCA in partnership with the Brazilian Trade and Investment Promotion Agency, Apex Brazil. The goal is to strengthen the image of the national beans worldwide and to position the country as a high-quality supplier, using state-of-the-art technology resulting from research carried out. Brazil also aims to publish the exclusive certification and traceability processes adopted in the national production of specialty coffees, highlighting their socio-environmental responsibility and incorporating a competitive advantage to Brazilian products. The project targets markets across the world, including UK, USA, UAE, China, South Africa, France, Taiwan, and several others. Coffee must be Ethiopia's brand. The world in the 21st century has the strongest potential to create a trade network. Countries are trying to promote and sell their unique products representing the brands of their countries. If a country doesn't build a brand for its unique product, it becomes more susceptible to negative commentary. Warren Buffett, the famous fifth richest billionaire in the world, said, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. This famous billionaire took the global economic crisis as a good opportunity to build his company brand. He believed that the main reason for the 2008 global economic crisis was the unjust tax payments in developed countries around the world. He said, when the income tax rate of America increases, the tax rate decreases, which is the cause of the economic gap between the rich and the poor. In Buffett's famous interview with CNN, he explained how he paid less taxes than his secretary. Wise people, companies, and countries use this situation to elevate the recognition of their organization. Wise people, companies, and countries use this situation to elevate the recognition of their organization. In this era of globalization, many countries promote their brands to be competitive in the world market and take advantage of bigger opportunities. Governmental organizations, private sectors, and civil society work collaboratively to identify one unique product or service to represent their country and build a brand to be recognized throughout the world. They build a system with stakeholders to evaluate the branding process and its achievement. Brand professionals argue that it is very common, yet wrong, to use different brands for a country's product or service because customers can't identify the product easily. For instance, tourism might be the brand of the sector, but it cannot be the brand of the country because it will not be effective. An example of this is Egypt. When Egypt promoted its tourist attractions, it included the national and traditional dishes, but this situation created confusion among tourists, which had an adverse effect, the opposite of what was intended. As reports say, it is advisable for countries to identify a single product that best represents the country as a brand. Therefore, our country, Ethiopia, should choose one iconic product or service as our country's brand export. We can consider coffee, teff, athletics, and others. We must work on this area and start applying the branding system to be a strong competitor in the world. The writer of this article believes that coffee must be the brand of Ethiopia for the following reasons. 1. Ethiopia is the original land of coffee. 2. The word coffee in English and abana in Amharic are easy to catch and pronounce. 
Three, three billion cups of coffee are drunk throughout the world daily. Four, one hundred billion dollar business transactions are made on coffee, next in size only to petroleum. Five, coffee is known as an energizer drink. It cannot be substituted by other crops or products. When we compare coffee with other crops, its price volatility is very rare. 6. According to a report, 50% of the American population 18 years old and above drinks coffee on a daily basis. In addition to this, China is a rapidly growing country. If we can take at least 10% of the Chinese population who drinks coffee daily, it will create a new market opportunity. To support this, we have to give free coffee to Chinese who live in Ethiopia. To make the brand strong, we have to create different coffee days, hold workshops, and showcase our product at international meetings, which helps to promote coffee. We can use famous athletes and celebrities to promote Ethiopian coffee and build our brand. The product and service that represents the country as a brand must be known and utilized by people all over the world. Otherwise, it will not be effective. When we consider the case of Ethiopia, coffee is known all over the world, so there are not so many products to compare it with. It is reported through international media that Ethiopian coffee has a unique taste and aroma, and there is substantial research that links coffee consumption with health benefits. It is very important to use the following public relations tools to promote Ethiopian quality coffee. Let famous people and athletes promote coffee on international media. Use local and international media reports, monitor messages, and invite reporters to come to Ethiopia to witness the coffee production process. Organize large events and exhibitions and promote Ethiopia coffee. Engage all government leaders and ambassadors to create a global market network. Advertise on less expensive international media. Promote Ethiopian coffee in local governments and private media entities, ministers' offices, tourism organizations, investment commissions, the Ethiopian tea and coffee development and marketing websites, social media etc. Work with an organization that commits to benefiting the coffee producers, like Oxfam. Work with international public relations institutes to promote coffee with high technology and professionalism. It is better for all stakeholders to participate, discuss the country's brand, research, and come to a common understanding. It is also very important to establish a committee focused on brand building. According to Wali Elina, there are seven steps to promote a country's branding. Governmental bodies, industry representatives, artists, educators, and media representatives must participate in creating a branding program. Conduct research on how local and foreign citizens perceive Ethiopian coffee. Discuss and compare the results with highly influential people by analyzing the strengths and weaknesses of the country. Encourage professionals and brand counselors to create a central brand establishment strategy. This main strategy must be strong and catchy to identify the country's goodwill and image. Identify different techniques to promote the branding strategy and our logo. The message to be promoted should be interesting and attractive to catch customers' attention, and it must be built with different sectors like tourism, investment attractions, and exportation in mind. 
Finally, we should establish a program that connects with the branding team. Lofbergs is a Swedish coffee roaster that has seen some success selling coffee in commercial environments. Here in the UK, they're perhaps best known for providing a one-stop solution for coffee service to offices. They provide the machines, and of course, all the coffee that goes with them. Today, they announced plans to expand into the Baltic region, and have tasked a company veteran Kent Pettersson with making it succeed. Lofbergs claims to be one of the largest buyers of organic and fair trade coffee in the world. Not bad, and perhaps a reflection that the company is clear about its values. I noted in the press release below, that they make an unequivocal statement to exit the Russian market. This is refreshing, after we reported on some companies that can't stomach the financial penalty of an exit. This might also be down to the company's strong ties with Finland, a country that was taken by Russia from the Swedes in 1809. Both countries are now reconsidering NATO membership as a result of the war in Ukraine. Press release, 2 May 2022. New business area will make Lofbergs grow in the east. The Swedish-based coffee roaster Lofbergs creates a new business area for sales in Eastern Europe. Kent Pettersson, CEO of Lofbergs in Finland, will lead the new business area to spread the Swedish fika culture to even more people. Anders Fredriksson, CEO at Lofberg stated. We have great potential to grow in this part of Europe. The task includes securing a continuous growth in Finland and the Baltic region, as well as finding developing possibilities in new markets. The new business area will be led by Kent Pettersson, who has worked at Lofberg since 2009. He has been sales director for retail in Sweden, Finland, and the Baltic region. In 2020, he was appointed CEO of Lofbergs in Finland, an assignment he will manage in parallel with his new tasks. Pettersson says. We are still a challenger in many markets, where we stand out as a Swedish family-owned company. We have successfully managed this in Finland, where we have seen a huge growth the last years. Now, we will try to do the same in more markets. Potential in Poland. Lofbergs was founded in 1906 in Karlstad, Sweden, and is now one of the largest family-owned coffee roasters in the Nordic countries. The company started exporting coffee in 1993, and every second cup is sold outside of Sweden today. Over the past years, Finland has emerged as Lofbergs's third-largest market. Together with the Baltic region, it accounts for 17% of the coffee roaster's sales. The company is now aiming to strengthen its position in neighboring markets. Pettersson says, Lofbergs is a strong brand even outside of Sweden, and we will benefit from that. Poland is an interesting market that we have a great opportunity to enter. It would mean a lot for our business if we managed to lay our hands on some market share here. No business in Russia. In connection with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Lofberg stopped all export to Russia and Belarus, and terminated all agreements with Russian and Belarusian participation in other countries. This decision is of indefinite duration. Tim Horton's ambitious plans for the Indian market The rapid expansion of Asia's coffee market has prompted different companies to try their luck to catch the local's taste. China, a traditionally tea-drinking country, has seen an increase in coffee consumption as two giants, 
Lupkin Coffee and America Starbucks, compete for local coffee drinkers. The companies were actively planning to dominate the Indian market in 2019, although Luckin's financial scandal in 2020 impacted those plans. Now, however, another Western giant has set its sights on India, which has a burgeoning coffee industry. Tim Hortons, a popular Canadian fast food chain, has recently announced it aims to open over 300 outlets in India within five years. According to the news site, Aurelia Matters, Tim Hortons is following the coffee trail of the Goliaths of the international coffee markets like US-owned Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and Costa Coffee from the UK, which is already in India. India could be an attractive market. For example, the Canadian coffee industry is worth $6.2 billion, with retail sales of coffee being $3.8 billion in 2021, according to a report from market researcher Euromonitor. In India, the market for coffee chains, including tea as well, is forecast to cross the value of $7.38 billion by 2023. The company planned to enter the Indian market earlier, but has postponed the entry process due to the COVID pandemic. Business Today reports that the Oakville-based multinational fast food restaurant chain roped in the former boss of Starbucks India, Naveen Gurnani, and plans to own and operate the India outlets to expand its business rapidly and keep control over operations. In spite of Gurnani's insights, the company might have difficulties winning over locals, as their tastes are quite different from other markets. India, for example, frequently adds chicory to coffee in order to keep costs down. India already boasts coffee places favored by intellectuals and politicians, given that they share tradition with their customers. These locations may also have a financial advantage in owning their stores and not paying rent as Tim Hortons will have to. Tim Hortons will also have to adapt to unfamiliar coffee-drinking cultures. Journalist C.K. Mina reported that, Tim Hortons products will be viewed as more high-end or expensive in India and thus, not in direct competition with the country's coffee and tea vendors. No doubt it is not Tim Hortons' intention to compete with Indian local vendors selling coffee, who may use the cheapest beans or add chicory to reduce the costs. <laughs>